You're listening to the NASM CPT Podcast with Rick Ritchie, winner of the Share Care Emmy Award for Social Storytelling and the official podcast of the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Hey, y'all, and welcome to the NASM CPT Podcast. My name is Rick Ritchie, and today we are hitting a milestone. This is a landmark moment for us because this, my friends, is the 200th episode of the NASM CPT Podcast. 200. Yeah, we started this thing uh, all the way back in August, August 1st of 2019. So almost three years ago from the moment this is being recorded. And trust me, so right now it's the end of June 2020 when this is being recorded. So in a few more months, the beginning of August, I'm going to be shouting out that it's been three years since we've been doing this. So thank you for those of you who have been around from the beginning. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. For all of you who have joined, go back and listen to some of those old episodes. And speaking of old, I am uh, wearing a vintage NASM shirt right now. So if you're watching on the Facebook page or the YouTube channel, this is the old logo. This is an old shirt, but my goodness, it's so comfortable. So I'm wearing it today. So I feel very comfortable as we talk about something that's very uncomfortable. Today, we're going to be talking about plantar fasciitis. Plantar fasciitis. All right, let me let me just go through this real quick. Recently, I did a podcast episode on the topic of the big toe, and we talked about plantar fasciitis a little bit during that show. But after listening to it, uh, Lisa Manji reached out to me, and she is an NASM CPT. She listens to the show. Thank you so much, Lisa. And she reached out on Instagram with a direct message with the following: Lisa says, "I love an episode on plantar fasciitis, please." I was blown away about the big toe show info. Didn't realize it was such a big part. Anyway, she says she knows somebody with plantar fasciitis and she wants to be able to help. Well, Lisa, I can speak from experience on this one. I have had plantar fasciitis, uh, or maybe a better way to refer to it is plantar fasciosis, which we will discuss later what that is and what the difference between the two are. So at one point, the bottom of my foot near the anterior heel, so the anterior, that's the front of the heel. So um, that that heel bone, there's the back of it. That's usually not plantar fasciitis, which you've there, the, the front of the heel, which is still kind of the bottom of the foot, it was starting to get a bit sensitive. Then it was, I don't know, somehow suddenly and rapidly transformed from a mogwai to a gremlin super fast. I got out of bed one morning and I thought maybe one of my kids had left a Lego or an ice pick or a pair of shears on the floor. And as I stepped into it, this piercing stabbing pain went into that anterior heel on the bottom of my foot. Yeah, well, those are the typical symptoms. Pain in the heel, especially during the first few steps in the morning or after long periods of standing. That's when that plantar fasciitis or plantar fasciosis symptoms where they really are outstanding. Now, sometimes when things hurt once, maybe twice, I just kind of write them off as weird things that are happening. 
but this kind of went on with me far too long. And eventually I aggressively sought treatment and physical therapy. All right. So let's talk about this. What is plantar? What is the plantar fascia? Not even fasciitis. Let's talk about the plantar fascia first. And then we're going to find out why it hurts so much. All right. The plantar fascia is a thick band of fascia, this connective tissue on the bottom of the foot. And it goes from the heel to the toes. And it's got the job of both helping to support the arch, and it also helps to absorb shock during gait, during landing, during, during movement. But if you're like me, and you have feet that are maybe a little bit flat, then you are at greater risk of plantar fasciitis. There are other risk factors that are also included that you can be on the other side, the opposite side. You can have really high arches and high arches put you at additional risk. Certain exercises can lead to plantar fasciitis. That could be like long distance running, dancing, or it can be um, jumping into something a little aggressively without going through a progressive workout program. So not necessarily building up into the work you're trying to do. And that can impact you in a, in a very aggressive manner and start pulling on the plantar fascia where the fascia attaches to the heel. Obesity can be a, a risk factor, age, and then jobs that require a lot of standing, particularly on hard surfaces. Okay. Now, what is plantar fasciitis? Plantar fasciitis is the inflammation of that plantar fascia that goes from the heel into the toes. And the plantar fascia, what happens is that there's this kind of repeated stress to that fascia and, and, and that can lead to this chronic inflammation. But plantar fasciosis is where instead of just having the inflammation, it is repetitive damage that happens to that area. So what happens there is let's go through the process of sleep, right? So you start to get damage on the plantar fascia where it connects to the heel. And then when you go to sleep, that's a great time for your body to start healing itself. So it starts to heal and it creates, think about it like this, not, it's not an exact of what's going on, but think about it being like a, um, uh, a scab begins to develop. It starts the healing process, this union, the cells are growing around and it's starting to help the heel, the plantar fascia. And then the first thing you do in the morning, you step out that, pla uh, that plantar fascia, get stretched, that healing area, that scab, so to speak, gets ripped. And then it starts this inflammatory process again, that damage to the fascia. And that damage maintains and you start to go to sleep. And once you sleep, it gets a little bit better. And then it's used to not having any movement. So as soon as you step up in the morning and those first couple of steps, it yanks, it pulls with weight of your body, stretching the plantar fascia and creating damage again. So plantar fasciitis is the inflammation of the plantar fascia. Plantar fasciosis is the repeated tearing or damage that can happen in the plantar fascia. I think both happen. Uh, you know, the repeated damage creates the inflammation and this long-term inflammation can certainly be painful. It can lead to to something called bone spurs on the heel. The, the repeated damage creates a calcification at that area where the, the plantar fascia attaches to the heel and then bone spurs start to develop. And let me tell you something, when bone spurs occur, 
There's no foam rolling it away. There's no stretching that away. There's no activation and strengthening muscles around it, bone spurs away. You can't do that. Once there are bone spurs there, the only relief you're going to get is a surgical intervention. So here's the thing. Once the plantar fasciitis starts, address it. Get to it. If you got clients, you have family members, loved ones, people you know, uh, a mom or a dad at your kid's school and they have it and they complain about it, go get it addressed. My suggestion with clients, with friends, family, people you know, plantar fasciitis, go see a physician and or probably will end up being and as the physician will uh, likely send you to a physical therapist. So you need to go get some physical therapy. Now, what is it that we can do as personal trainers that can potentially support our clients in this process? Well, in addition to telling them to go see a doctor to get that addressed and go to physical therapy to get that addressed, here are some of the things that you will often hear. And there are things that I like, like taking a golf ball on the bottom of the foot and rolling it around along the plantar fascia. However, I always suggest not to roll on the anterior heel. That painful bit, that part that hurts, don't roll on that, right? Stay away from rolling on that. But you can roll throughout the arch of the foot, um, throughout the longitudinal arch. You can, um, you can go for the transverse arch throughout the entire foot. Do that. And then we can also, so the golf ball is a type of self-myofascial release but you can, or uh, self-myofascial rolling, but you can also do self-myofascial rolling on the calves. And even some research indicates that the entire posterior chain tends to be tight for people that have plantar fasciitis. So let's take that SMR and move up the entire posterior chain. So you can address not just the bottom of the foot, not just the calves, but moving into the hamstrings moving into the posterior hip, and then even potentially into the lats and creating some, some loosening throughout the posterior chain. Now, the next step would be to stretch the toes. Now, we talked about this in the big toe episode, and it's going to be primarily the big toe, the flexor hallucis longus, that you will stretch into extension. So the flexor flexes the toes. You're going to stretch the big toe into extension. But also the flexor digitorum, uh, longus and brevis, the smaller ones, uh, and there's the uh, um, the flexor halicus, longus and brevis. So there are longus and brevises for the big toe and the small toes. You're going to stretch, just stretch them, stretch your toes into extension. That's going to be helpful. But then you're also going to move up posterior kinetic chain. And we talked about the muscles that you would do your SMR on. You can also stretch. But here's the thing. There's damage to the plantar fascia. So sometimes when you do the stretching of some of these muscles, it can stretch out the plantar fascia. And what you might be doing is putting a little too much pressure on the damage or too much stretch on the damaged area. So you can stretch those muscles but don't stretch them to the point that you feel it in the part that hurts in the plantar fascia. If you do feel it hurting, stop. It kind of goes for anything, really. If you do something and you feel it hurting, this in, in this case for damaged tissue, 
pain is not better. Uh, you know, they say no pain, no pain, no pain, no gain. Uh, one of my clients continually used to say to me, you know what my thing is, no pain, no pain. And so we would use that to, to try to get himself out of doing uh, like significant resistance training. But in this case, for an injury, that is something to pay attention to. No pain, no pain. So stay away from anything that would cause pain in the heel where you feel that pain from the plantar fasciitis. So we're just looking at this, stretching the calves. And all of this stuff can be backed up by the overhead squat assessment. You can look at it instead of saying, look, I'm not here addressing your plantar fasciitis. I'm simply addressing the tightnesses that we see in the overhead squat assessment. You likely see the heels elevate, the feet turn out. If you were to do a toe test with your toes extended against the wall, and then you try to drive your knee towards the wall, they likely will have a hard time getting the knee to touch the wall. There's some things that just give you indications. So these are the things that are tight that you would potentially go into and stretch, but never getting that stretch in the part that hurts. Again, possibly the hamstrings, possibly a posterior hip, uh, hips and the lats as well, adding those static stretches in there. Well, what about strengthening? We're kind of going through the NASM corrective exercise continuum. So um, inhibit, uh, lengthen. Now let's go to activate. So what are some things that we can strengthen? We can strengthen muscles around the foot and the ankle, like the anterior and posterior tibialis, the toes and the foot, um, the intrinsic muscles in the feet doing things like, like towel grabs, and squeezing the towel and crunching the towel up with your toes. Those are exercises that can help strengthen some of the intrinsic muscles in the foot. And then one thing that really helped me, not necessarily a strengthening exercise, but I found that having some type of arch support while I was sleeping. So it's just like a little cuff. And there are some that are just elastic that you slide on. There are some that are um, uh, Velcro that, that you can connect to your foot. And when I have clients uh, and they tell me they're starting to feel this, I tell them, hey, go see a doctor. But one of the things that might cut it off at the pass is just try this on. I'll send them a link on Amazon. You can just go in and look up um, plantar fasciitis uh, arch support and they pop up and they're like 10 bucks, 12 bucks, 15 bucks. And that was probably one of the most effective things for me, even with the physical therapy that I went through. Um, I tried the boot. It's this giant boot that you put on that you're supposed to sleep with. I could not sleep with it. It was just so challenging for me to sleep with that boot on. It was very hot to sleep with that boot on. It did keep me dorsiflexed. But for me, it, it was really helpful just to have the art support. Now, that is an N of one. I'm going to say that that might be helpful, but at the same time, go get checked out by a physician and then go get some physical therapy that can kind of back up some of the stuff that we're talking about today. And these are things that can be really helpful. So um, I'm going to say also there are a few foot and ankle exercises before getting out of bed that you should probably do. So remember, it's that stepping out of the bed first thing in the morning. So what happens is that your, your foot has been plantar flexed all day long, all night long, and then you step off. And as soon as you step off the bed and the foot flattens more and it stretches, it pulls on the plantar fascia, 
and then it kind of re-tears that uh, heel connection with the plantar fascia connects. And if all you did before getting out of bed, and trust me, it takes a just a few times feeling like you're stepping out of bed onto uh, an ice pick that that just doing a few dorsiflexions, full range of motion, ankle circles in each direction. Again, dorsiflexing, dorsiflexing, kind of bring your foot up and pushing your toes back and getting some extension. And then slowly, slowly work your foot onto the floor. And then now that your foot's on the floor, don't put weight on it yet. Just go into dorsiflexion. No weight, just driving the knee towards the toe, driving the knees towards the toe, back and forth, and then slowly stand up. Oh, man, that just saved the stabbing pain. But it also saved you from pulling the plantar fascia and that new healing process that's been happening overnight from the back of the heel or the front of the heel, technically, and creating more damage. Okay, those are my suggestions for you for if you or somebody you know, clients, family members have plantar fasciitis, it just gives you more information. And really, ultimately, what we're doing is we can help send them to physical therapy and a physician, but the physical therapist is going to give them a lot of stuff that now you're more informed about that you can support your client in the gym to do some of those things and then move forward. Because here's the thing, once you get kind of warmed up, the foot feels fine, it doesn't bother you anymore, and you can go right into doing your workout. The problem is therapeutically getting the issues addressed to take care of it. Because what you don't want is get to the point where you start to develop a bone spur and now your only way out is not foam rolling, not stretching, not activations, not stabilization, it would then be surgery to have that bone spur um, shaved down and addressed that way. So I hope you have found this helpful. Uh, like, subscribe, leave a comment, share with your fitness friends and family. And if you want to get in touch with me like Lisa did about this episode, then you can do so by emailing me at rick.richie at nasm.org. Or you can hit me up on Instagram where I'm most active. That's going to be at dr.rickrichie. Uh, thanks for listening and keep inspiring people to fitness. This has been the NASM CPT podcast.